Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. Back to school and... Back to reality. Nothing like it. Get a fresh start to a new year and something we always look forward to. We have four school resource officers, which I understand is more than the whole county has in Niagara. And I'm really proud that the Board of Education and we were able to do that. And emphasis on security. In some cases, high tech. If you had a restraining order against you that you're prohibited from being on school property or within 100 feet of someone who is on school property, um, it would then flag you. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. It is the annual right return to school these few days. And as you'll hear, there are added emphasis on school security this year. But also high on the agenda is keeping the kids and staff cool, literally, with oppressive midsummer heat in store. Not as major a concern where some of the schools actually have A.C., Half of our buildings are, half of our, them aren't. Mark Laurie is Niagara Falls school superintendent. We have a capital project in the works that will begin in the spring, unfortunately, to air condition four more of our, our elementary schools. Uh, so those, those buildings uh, do get quite hot. We have plans. Uh, we have a STEM room in each of the schools to rotate classes in. We'll take it slow and easy, provide a lot of water, and uh, make sure the kids are... Uh, you know, cool and take frequent breaks for those buildings that aren't air-conditioned. You said take it slow and easy. Is that kind of what the first day of school is like, Um, you know, maybe even the first week, taking it slow, kind of uh, getting kids used to being in school again? Well, interestingly, uh, over the course of the summer, we we had almost half of our students in some type of summer program, be it recreational, STEM, athletic, uh, summer school, what what have you. So uh, it really never stops for a lot of kids, but uh, it's a time to reestablish rituals and routines, as you've heard already this morning, and uh, uh, make sure the kids get familiar and start to build that relationship with their teacher, because, of course, it does pay off later in the, in the school year. So we, we, we take it a little bit slower, but uh, we really need to hit the ground running because uh, the number of days in school doesn't allow us to do everything that we want to do all the time. So uh, rituals and routines are established usually in the first day or so. You know, Mark, your district got a lot of attention in the last week for the fast food delivery story and what's the reaction been since that that there won't be any more fast food deliveries for student lunches yeah it's been it's been generally positive um parents uh see uh the staff sees and most of the students see the benefit of not risking any kind of security breach or or taking away the attention from our safety officers or office staff because they've got to feel the phone call or feel the delivery uh, it, 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 it was mainly done because, A, it was in the code of conduct for the longest time, and, B, because it takes time away from, uh, from the intention of people who need to work and focus on keeping the school safe and orderly. I think a lot of people were surprised to know that fast food deliveries were even a thing that was going on, you know, if you haven't been in school in a number of years. Yeah, well, with, with the age of cell phones and, 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 you know, the instant gratification of some some people 
Uh, we occasionally, and I, I don't want to make it sound like it happened every day, but there were there were drop offs of food uh, from time to time at the school, and we just can't have that. We can't have any type of distraction. There's plenty of food in these schools. There's an ability for kids to bring their own food if they want it when they come in in the morning. But we, we can't waste a second fielding a phone call or answering a door buzzer that has food. That's that's just a waste of time. You know, you're also going to have, for the first time, four full-time resource officers in the district. Is that right? Yes, that's that's a, that's a, huge, uh, a huge move towards safety. That'll allow us to put two resource officers at Niagara Falls High School with 480,000 square feet of land to cover in that school. It was certainly time to increase that. Uh, number of school resource officers, and we've added one each to the two uh, middle schools. Your district, it's kind of needed, right? I, I mean, it's amazing how many students are in a Niagara Falls City Schools on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, just the high school alone, Niagara Falls High School alone has 2,200 people. That's about uh, over 1,900 students, a staff of uh, almost 200, and, and there's always uh, presenters or workshops or community agencies in that building. So if you look at the concentration of people during any school day, it's probably more concentrated in our schools than anywhere else in the city. So uh, I commend our, our police chief uh, and our board of education for, for making that move to uh, bring in all the resource officers. And I think it's really the way to go for school safety. Do you ever feel, Mark, that you're managing a city, not just a, a school district? I, sometimes it certainly feels like that. Our budget is $142 million, which is more than the city budget. Um, we have uh, over 1,200 employees, uh, and, and as, uh, as you know, we have 7,000 students. So it is like managing a small city, but it, it's certainly a lot of fun, and we have really, really great kids in Niagara Falls, and that makes it even more fun. The heat isn't as much of a concern at Sweet Home Schools either, says Superintendent Anthony Day. You know, in our district, uh, we have the 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 luxury of having uh, all of our buildings air-conditioned, uh, except for the some of our gymnasiums. So the kids and the staff will be in good shape, uh, even when it's going to be this hot this week. Oh, how about that? So yeah. no uh, no need to complain for the kids who are heading back uh, this week. Uh, wh- what are some of the things that you do on the first day uh, as far as getting kids kind of reacclimated to you know working uh, in the school day? Uh, is it straight back to work? Is it kind of a slow easing into things? Well, it's a combination of reestablishing routines to make sure everybody knows how things are going to operate both within the classroom and through the schools. Uh, And it's about relationship building at the same time, having teachers and kids get to know each other. Uh, The stronger the relationships, the stronger the community, the stronger the learning. So it's it's back to work, but some of that work is really establishing the connections that will mean so much later on in the year. Any new safety or security features that will be uh, new to students and teachers? Well, we believe we've had we have a pretty good safety plan in place. Well, we have spent the last year revising our safety plans, our incident command systems, so that we can be better prepared to respond to any sort of emergency that may take place. Uh, we've had a school resource officer at Sweet Home for quite a few years, uh, and we've built upon that with uh, some guards that we've uh, added to our uh, supervisory team as well as uh, some of our monitors as well. So we, we have uh, new cameras going into place to help improve uh, the ability to kind of keep an eye on things in retrospect, uh, looking back on and uh, kind of uh, in being able to investigate any incidents that, that may come out. Uh, this year we're also planning on doing, um, we're adding mental health curriculum, as all districts are in New York State, 
for our students, and we're, we are really working on delivering some mental health um, first aid, so to speak, uh, training for our staff. From keeping cool to keeping safe. Well, the technology itself has been in existence uh, in various forms with law enforcement and governmental entities throughout the world, overseas and in Europe. And some high-tech facial recognition systems are in place at Lockport schools to keep the kids and staff safe. Tony Olivo is with the CSI group that designed and implemented the high-tech systems in Lockport schools. It's recently been readapted for use in schools to enhance the security uh, measures that various school districts have in place. Well, how does this work? You're standing at the door, let's say, to pick your child up from school, and what what is it scanning? Well, basically, there's three components to the technology, one of which, in its most simplistic form, would be considered facial recognition, uh, which would identify unwanted individuals or those individuals that are not allowed to be on school grounds. So essentially, there is a database of individuals who are prohibited from being on school grounds, such as sex offenders, uh, people with restraining orders against them, and those type of things. So if those individuals were inside of a camera, then that camera would send an alert to security officers within the school or school personnel. Are these uh, faces kind of readily available for people? How difficult is it to obtain these databases of images and uh, put them with these systems? Well, sex offenders are uh, public record. Registered sex offenders are public record. Uh, they're, they're throughout the DCJS. You can go online right now and see all the registered sex offenders within your area. So essentially, we're just taking people who are already unwanted or un not allowed within the school property or on the school property and placing them in a database. And the video stream from the various cameras, which are already in place in school districts, is being viewed by a system to determine whether or not that might be the individual who's not allowed on school property. All right, so if you had a misdemeanor arrest for something, it's not going to automatically red flag you at the door. That is correct. It would not red flag anyone who is not prohibited from being on school property. So, for instance, if you had a restraining order against you that you're prohibited from being on school property or within 100 feet of someone who is on school property, um, it would then flag you, but not someone who's got a misdemeanor arrest or something of that nature. Okay. Uh, How many school districts are kind of looking into this new technology? We have obviously heard about Uh, Lockport and what they're doing out there, but uh, I'd have to imagine this is kind of stuff that's really interesting to a lot of different superintendents. It is. It's interesting to a lot of different superintendents. We've uh, talked to school districts throughout the state, actually throughout the country, who are interested in implementing this technology. Uh, Lockport just happens to have been the first ones to adopt the technology, and Quite frankly, Lockport has been on the cutting edge of enhancing school security since 2012 when we first started working with them. All right. And privacy concerns, do you basically say, look, if, you know, sex offenders, restraining orders, and that's pretty much it? That is correct. Anyone that's not allowed within the school district will be on the, in the database. Uh, anyone else, as far as privacy concerns, it does not track children. It does not track teachers. And the other thing to keep in mind is that this system does not record or store data. 
the data that is stored within a school's video surveillance system is already in place in their video recording systems that they have. Schools have had these cameras, like, for instance, Lockport, have had these cameras in place for 15 years. We're just taking the stream of those cameras and looking at it to see if there's anyone that should not be in the district. The other thing that this uh, system will do is it will identify firearms if they're in someone's hand. Now, we've been mentioning uh, sex offenders, things like that, but could this also work with somebody who, say, has been suspended from school uh, because of making a threat, something like that, or somebody who has been red flagged by the district that's maybe outside of uh, a traditional police system? Yes, absolutely. It can, it can uh, work in that manner if they are legally prohibited from being on school property. So, yes, an individual who was expelled from school and given an order not to return to school property could be in the system. So, for instance, the, uh, the unfortunate tragedy that happened down in Parkland, and that individual was expelled from the school. An individual such as that would be in the system. Lots of kids are already back and even more on Wednesday. So be on the lookout and... We'll be back tomorrow, too. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.